Arthur. Is this Arthur Blank? Just a minute. Don? Hey, Don, get me another julep. Where is that boy? Don? Must be at one of his rallies in Sacramento or St. Louis. Okay. Yes, this is Arthur Blank. Who is this? Arthur, this is Bill McGuire. Congratulations on that new signing that Atlanta United made. Why, why thank you, McGuire. I, uh, I appreciate it. Always a joy to hear from you. Really enjoy that Dunard soccer blog, you're right. Arthur, I'm not Bruce McGuire. It's Bill McGuire. You know, your fellow MLS owner in Minnesota? Uh, guys in uh, Minnesota, United, isn't it? I, I'm impressed you stuck by your coach Heath after he had that big fight on the sideline with that Smith fella from the Rapids. Kroenke told me about that at the Super Bowl. Uh, had a real ass Stan Kroenke owned the soccer team. He never really talks about it, that Kroenke guy. But uh, anyways, uh, good on you for sticking by your coach Heath. That wasn't Adrian Heath. That was his son Harrison. That mistake too, huh? Huh? Signed the boy instead of the father. When Martino was playing hardball, I told Darren, I told him, get me that there heat fella, and instead of a coach, I get a player who can't seem to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, Arthur, we, we signed Harrison on purpose. On purpose? Well, that was stupid. Why'd you do that? Well, anyway, th- thank you kindly for congratulating me on this here new signing in Atlanta. Getting a player the year after he helped his country win the World Cup. Those, uh, those copperbaggers in Miami can't say that. Arthur, who in the hell are you talking about? Pogba, Bill. We signed Pogba. Arthur. Arthur. You signed the brother. Paul won the World Cup. The man you signed, Florentine... He's not the same person. You signed the wrong guy. The wrong? What? Dang it, Maguire. Now, isn't that a kick in the plumbing section? Sign the wrong man. Why does this keep happening to me? Arthur, I'm I'm really starting to understand why you lobbied so hard for MLS to take the United out of Minnesota's name. Dang, Nabbit, you're right. Should have done it, too. It's all been so darn confusing since then. Just last year, I signed up for a nice private holiday in the Bahamas and... December 8th, before someone told me that Atlanta United was in the MLS Cup final on that day. Do you know how expensive it was to cancel that there island reservation? Let me guess. You thought the United in the final was Minnesota United? What? No, I thought it was D.C. I might get confused easily, McGuire, but even a dang goober like me knows Minnesota ain't never making it to the MLS Cup. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. This week, Arsenal makes Colin grouchy. Minnesota United's new jacket makes me happy. In his pantsies. <laughs> Caleb. Caleb is tired, Robbie. <sighs> Shout out to everybody who wanted a drift get sketch this week. We decided to go for the lower hanging fruit of Arthur Blank gets confused instead of going for whatever jokes we could make with the drift kit. You can combine the two pretty easily though. Yeah. Seattle's tit from two years ago. Portland's tit from last year. 
all the glitch kits. Atlanta's kit from last, last year. Last year. I'm just waiting for there to be an actual glitch in MLS this year, like a glitch in the Matrix, as they did on uh, Flight of the Concours. Like, we started having FIFA glitches in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, football manager glitches. What are football manager glitches? I've never heard of these. Um, hilarious 30-yard own goals. Or, or like sometimes maybe your team signs a completely untested player from the Cameroonian leagues for no reason at all. And it's like, and, and for some reason, everyone's really, really excited. And then it turns out to be mediocre at best. Is that is that a glitch that happens in Football Manager? You know, actually, I think I've done that before. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad bagging on a good old bang up and a wounded, but <laughs> no, like it's not their fault, you know. <laughs> in my full full manager save with Minnesota United, I released paint up, and he just disappeared from the game. I, I tried to him, where did he go? He's gone. He's not there anymore. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> you feel super guilty. Uh, he hasn't signed anywhere else, has he yet? Not that I know of. No, think so no. Yeah, I should uh, I should Google that. But hey, I got a question for you guys this week. Our our run of episodes where you get to escape me has ended. Uh, I wanted to ask you because we're going to be talking about jerseys in just a second, both Minnesota United and otherwise. Hey, thanks for audibly yawning on the mic. I thought I was leaning back far enough. <laughs> not bad. Far from it. Leave it in. Leave this, it in. This is how you feel about my questions. I, I think all week to come up with one that you guys will like. <laughs> You've never taken them through like they're not into consideration before I told up the question. That's a lie. So here's here's the question, which is like, which is your favorite soccer jersey either that you own or would like to own? We've talked about this last week. The Arsenal Bruce Banana Kit. No, oh, that that you have it? No. But you but want I it. want it. How much does it cost? You know, I haven't looked it up on like classic shirts or anything like that. I, I mean, I bet that one is like, I know that... The, I know it's out there. Well, there's a company that actually used that pattern, and they didn't make an Arsenal kit, but they just made a shirt that's fully that pattern. So you can, like, buy one that doesn't have any of the logos on it. Uh, I, I saw that just last week, actually. So I think nice. it was, like, the Kit Crimes account retweeted something, if you want to go look it up. But, um, Caleb, what about you? What's your, like, top? I have a white Liverpool jersey and a black Liverpool jersey. I'd like a red one. Just you don't have a red. I don't one. have a red one. No. <laughs> or um. But which one would you get if you could get one? I think I thought last year's was really nice. I don't like the, the this year they have the, they have the like the collar the, the like the polo style collar. Oh, you don't like don't collar like, jerseys? Nah, I'm not a big fan of that. I like last year's a lot. Or um. The U.S. tits like the anniversary kit from the 2000 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I also want the bomb pop kit. That one is... Yeah, I, that one, I like that one a lot, too. I think that's the kit where I've seen the greatest swing from, like, I hate this to it is classic and legendary. So, that's uh, that's really interesting. Which year was the Bruce Banana? 91, 92, maybe? Okay. 91, 92. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up while I talk, which is... So, the Waldos are very high up on my list. Also, very, very fondly remembered by me is the gray... Collared Minnesota United kit from with the wing. Um, I th- I thought that one was... I think I'm in the minority who think that that light gray kit was actually really good with the red button. But I think my favorite ever is actually the 2016 Spain jersey that has a heat map in like blocks on the shoulders. Oh, you guys have probably yeah. seen me wear it. 
Yeah, that is a very sharp-looking jersey. Yeah, I just I just like it. I, I don't think it's got like a lot of critical acclaim. I think actually football shirts uh, sold it as like one of their not kits or whatever, and so people think it's kind of trash. Ooh, speaking of recent jerseys that Nigeria did from this World Cup, this that last one good. that was fantastic. Designed by Matt Wolf from a Minnesota native who is a Nike designer now, and so. Uh, well, hey, we're talking about kits. Let's just jump into the first segment of our show, which we call Don't Look Back in Anger. And typically in this segment, we want to look forward with Minnesota United because uh, behind us is last season, which <laughs> let's forget about that shit. But let's look back briefly at uh, yesterday's jersey reveal at the Mall of America. Colin, you were there. Yeah. You drove through a snowstorm to attend this. I drove five minutes through a snowstorm. Okay. All right. That's fine. I have no pity for you anymore. So, okay. How did it go? Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun. It, it was more people than I expected. I think there was some pessimism about how the kit would look, like not even once it leaked online. Oh, before <laughs> but, that, people were like, it's going to be sucky. Like, I mean, like everybody knew that it's an away kit and... MLS pretty much mandates that those be, like, white or a very, very light color. I mean, this actually, I had not seen people talking about this until this week, that MLS has started mandating white away kits. Is that, do you think that's a fact now? Like, is that, like... I think so. I mean, how many of those have come out in the last three, four years? I think the Red Bulls are the only ones who had... Galaxy. White home kits, or, or right? Galaxy have them, too. White home kits, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Yeah, I mean, it is it is weird, though. We've seen, like, all... I think all the away kits that have come out so far this year have been white. Yep, um, right. Since he's leaked... Well, one of their kits was leaked as white, and now that we know that their home kit is going to be blue, it's white. So it's it's weird. I, I, I don't know why the league is doing this. I think it's pretty trash. And I think this is one of the reasons that I'm going to talk about why maybe the drift kit wasn't received so well, even though I don't think it's that bad. But we'll get to that in a second. But let's let's keep talking about the event really briefly, which is um, you got to see Dan Sinclair in the flesh. You yep. got to see um, Chase yep. Gasper, Jan Greg. Is he as big as he looks? Yes. Is he as awkward as he sounds? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was far enough back that we couldn't really hear any of the like interviews that were going on. Which made it even more awkward oh for Jan Gregus. Have, have you watched the J- Jamie Watson, Jan Gregus interview? Not yet. Oh, God. Okay. So like, first thing- I was there, and I can tell how bad it was, but... So, so okay. I'll, I'll give a quick summary, which is that first they brought the players out wearing their Allianz Field jacket, which is a good-looking piece the of merch. The jacket is nice. Yeah. It is a custom piece of merch as well, so Adidas did something for once. And uh, they brought all the players out. And my thought when I saw them was, oh, okay, cool. They're going to like dramatically unzip it and then take off all their clothes. And it's going to be striptease. It's be full Monty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going full Monty. Da, 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 da. You know, like it's, it's going to, that's going to happen. But that didn't happen. Uh, that, that was actually the only reason that my wife went to it. Oh, out <laughs> So, but, but they I, were ge- dashed. I genuinely expected them just to unzip the things and then show the jersey. Instead, they sent the players away again. And so there was a little bit of awkwardness in the program. But before they sent the players away, they wanted to show off the jersey and they wanted to pick a player to do it turned out Jan Gregus was the guy they've selected who in all the promo pictures both for the jersey and the jacket is rocking this like 
stash that makes me want to just go buy all the Gillette razors and show up at his house and be like, just pick one. Anyone, just shave it off. Please, for the love of God, get rid of that thing. Uh, it is, it's, it's horrible. His facial hair, he needs a consultant for that kind of stuff. But anyway, they pick him. Jamie tells him, hey, Jan, do you like that jacket? And he's like, yes, I like it very much. You want me to show it to you? And he's like, Jamie's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, starts unzipping the jacket. Oh, like, <laughs> Jamie's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that yet. Please don't do that. And Jan just doesn't understand because he's obviously her jacket as shirt. And so for the next like three minutes, it's Jan just really confused as to why Jamie is asking him about something he's not allowed to show where Jamie is like, try, like he's like, raise, raise your hand. Like he's like trying to get Jan to like raise his hand so he can show off the little wing on the. It's very strange. Grigus has obviously never been a model for something. Well, I don't like have this. like Coleman or Darwin or someone that yeah. known, not someone yeah. new, someone that we've known for at least a year. Also, oh, Jamie asked Jan, "How does it? Why are you here in your? How does it feel to come to MLS in your prime?" And he's obviously trying to get Jan just to be like, "Oh, it's a good league. Like, I'm really excited. It's it's great to be a title player." He's like, "What does prime? Like, it's not a <laughs> quote, is, but it's like, what does prime even mean? Like, he's like, am I um, in my prime? I don't think I'm in my prime. You went full Makana Hinchu detective. Just yeah. I was a flat circle. There's no prime. He was like Cristiano Ronaldo. He's 34 and he's in his prime now. You could say, and he's like, he basically told Jamie, like, I'm not in my prime, which was just. <laughs> and then while this whole thing with the jacket. Have on the pod. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> while Jamie's doing this whole thing with the jacket, he's like, and and he makes some joke about how he's like, well, Chris, you said Cristiano's thirty four and he's prime. I'm only thirty three or thirty two or whatever. And he's like, I'm in my prime. Ha ha ha! And Jan just like stares at him. It's so <laughs> just comedy. He's a Slovakian, Slovenian, Slovenian. Eastern, I mean, well, still Eastern Bloc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's just like the humorous ladies of border <laughs> control. I mean, I just love Jamie though for trying. Like he was really giving it his best shot. And Greg has a Jan Bergdus been on a tour now yet? <laughs> no. no. Oh god, he's like, I reject the premise. <laughs> Flips the table over. Yeah. I, I declare this neutral. <laughs> oh. oh hey, speaking of things that are neutral. Yeah. Uh how about that kit, you guys? Okay, we should we should get we'll to talking about it because yeah. the players did then come out wearing this jersey. Okay. Uh the reaction, I'll I'll kind of lay the, the the groundwork, has been overwhelmingly negative on Reddit and on Twitter. Let's just put that out there. And uh, your thoughts before I jump in. It's boring. It it's just tells me that Adidas has one idea for an entire lead and that's it. You've ever seen that every away tit is this white tit with the trim being part one of the primary colors or what's their secondary color. Um would be much more and let's just stop policing the uniforms that the teams wear they should let teams sign their own deals with different jersey makers um i think it was adam yarvey on twitter said that umbro has been doing really good stuff they have been doing really good stuff in south america mexico and also in i think germany i think the Werder bremen has some really good cool tits made by umbro and signing like having the team talk to different designers like even the guy from minnesota who designed the nigerian jersey that was easily the best-selling jersey of the world cup easily i would say arguably the most 
bought jersey in the world right now. It's, or yeah. sought after, I should yeah. say. Exactly. And he's from Minnesota. If MLS would take the control, give the control of their jerseys back to the teams, Minnesota would that guy up and be like, hey, what can you do for us? Mock something up for us. We'd love to see it. And he'd sell a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think that the problem with this jersey is more in the execution than in the design itself. If you look really up close at it, at the pattern, it's all right. It's not bad. The problem is how close you need to be in order to see the pattern. Because, like, I know I've got, like, not that great eyesight, but I couldn't tell what the pattern was until I was holding it directly in front of my face. What is the pattern? I saw Trimley tell online. Okay, so so Minnesota United calls this the Drift Kid, which is actually a pretty great name. Good also, name. Yeah, great also, name. Solid name. Kid. Also, yeah. if you're going to call some, put the word Drift into something's name, it means the next sequel is going to be really good, like Fast and the Furious. Okay, it's a reboot, so maybe we'll get the baby blue jersey next time because you know Fast and Furious fans. Are, are our players going to be arrested for stealing DVD VCR hybrids? I don't know. We'll see. That's what the first movie was about. They were stealing D- DVD slash VCR <laughs> players. Not one or the other, both in, in yeah. one. The two in one. I mean, was, it was I so want, 2001. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it, it's a lot more convenient, though. Let's, okay. let's be honest. So so let, let's let's talk briefly about the Drift Kit. It, it's basically supposed to invoke snow and the drift. And if, this, if, it, if there's a two-year design cycle, think about what happened two years ago, which was the snow opener which is kind of this iconic moment for this franchise. So having a kit that is kind of reminiscent of that is actually a pretty cool idea. I don't know if you won that game too, though. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was a memory. Yeah, like, why so, the fuck are we reminding ourselves of the snowpinner? <laughs> so so there, that's what this kit is trying to do. And the pattern is kind of these angular lines uh, that make kind of a crosshatch. I have heard more than one person, though, and Bruce McGuire being the most notable, refer to it as a reverse loon wing. And if you look at it, it does sort of look like a backwards version of the Loon Wing that used to be on the Inaria kits. And he said that he had heard this from somebody on Twitter. He said this. So I think that they're not allowed to say that it's a wing, but it's a wing. It, it's kind of like, and it's, and it's made subtle. Uh, Are they also not allowed to show that it's a wing? (laughs) I mean, that very well could be. And maybe they were just expecting people to pick up on it. And and they'd be like, okay, we're trying to give these guys a wing. Maybe they just were pulled in so many different directions. I don't know. I I could really see that. I could see someone in the Minnesota United office being like, we tried and and this is what they do to us. But just, just to go off of what you're saying, Colin, I think this is actually in a vacuum a really cool kit. In a vacuum, this kit looks actually pretty cool. And when you put it in the snow and like in in against a green background, it doesn't look bad. Even as a plain white kit, it's fine. The problem is the stuff Caleb was saying, which is that it, it's not we're not in a vacuum. No, it's it's the yeah. same kit for every team now on the road, and except not, for Red Bulls and Galaxy. And it comes into a franchise which is not on its front foot as far as kind of great happenings go we've got some good signings don't get me wrong but the fans are looking for some wow this offseason and let's face it every jersey unveiling has been kind of disappointing i was in i liked last year last year last year was good but it feels like we're being it's like oh yeah did that atlanta tit done oh yeah that done yeah did that portland tit done yeah everything's done they're like 
see deadline for Minnesota to do it tomorrow. <gasps> and then they have to do it done that night. Yeah. It, it just feels like we're, they're the afterthought in the Adidas offices at the point at this point. Which, and, like, uh, yeah. look at look at look at the execution of the white jersey mm-hmm. in philadelphia for example which, yeah which some people don't like but i really like it because it's got custom elements mm-hmm. it's got something that says uniquely this is philadelphia and i think that's my biggest problem with this kid there's nothing about it that says minnesota other than the logos which is like I, i've said this on the pod before it's like the i'm a little teapot school of acting where an actor like literally says i am going to be dramatic and then they're dramatic <laughs> you know like that, you, you're 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 not showing it you're 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 not demonstrating it. You're kind of like putting a logo on yourself to show like, this is a Minnesota United kid. There's not like, if you took the Minnesota logos off, there's nothing about this kid that says Minnesota United. Our past kits that people have really liked, you pull that logo off. A Galaxy jersey, you pull the logo off. It's a Galaxy kit, you know? And that's, I think, the problem with this kit that I have. I mean, you could argue that it is uniquely Minnesotan though. Because of how white it is. Heyo! <laughs> the very large immigrant and refugee communities of Minnesota resent that remark, I will say. Okay, fine. Minnesota 30 years ago. Okay, thank you. There we go. Minnesota there outside go. the metro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, okay, so uh, there was some great humor that, that came out of the, the post-Jersey unveiling that I think was the best part of all this. Yeah. Um, Minnesota kit's so white. Credit to David Martin for starting that up because those jokes were amazing. Yeah, Minnesota Tits So White is gentrifying Midway. Minnesota Tits So White and wants to talk to your manager now. I mean, Minnesota Kits So White that weed has basically been legal for it forever. <laughs> Minnesota Tits So White just bought another 12 pack of LaCroix, even though it has the full 12 pack of LaCroix at home already. Minnesota kit so white that it can tell the difference between traditional and progressive bluegrass. I, Minnesota kit so white it tells Target to Target. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I yeah I I, I had um I think this must have been 2011. There's that book that that came out stuff white people like and my partner at the time made me take the test at the back of the book. I outscored all and I mean all of our friends who were white in that in that list and. Uh, don't know how I feel about that. It was definitely an interesting little thing that happened. I haven't, I don't think I've ever publicly admitted this before, but uh, it happened. And although I haven't taken like the test again, although it hasn't also been updated. So I guess it probably has like some stuff about, oh, it was big in like 2010, like Eminem. Probably Macklemore is in there or something. That was one I yeah. had no, my draft folder. Minnesota Tits so White did still stand for Macklemore. <laughs> I mean, the other one that I had is Minnesota Kit's so white, it thinks <clears throat> the best rapper from New York is the RZA. I think, I think, okay, so I, I think we've belabored this uh, kit point a bit much. Let's let's talk about uh, the other big, big reveal that happened at the unveiling. Yeah, just out of nowhere, Vito Minone showed up. Hey, Vito! 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 Hey! Can I get you some spicy meatballs? What the hell, man? That was, that was a stereotype too far, sir. <laughs> he did come out with the target bullseye dog, though, which some people yes. took offense to. And I was like, that's really cool. He actually likes dogs, too. Yeah, he yeah. tweeted about it. Like, it's kind of weird, but 
That's kind of fun. Yeah. He fucked up the dog. He was actually concerned about bringing his uh, dog, Choco, is to the United States. still concerned. He um, is, yeah. I, it is in process. Having worked with somebody who took their cat from this country elsewhere, brought it back to this country, and took it elsewhere again, I, it's going to be possible. Choco will show up one day as long as Vito feels his career is in good hands in MLS. Yeah, I, exactly. I feel, I feel confident about that. But hey, Vito... Speaking of good hands. Yes. So... Vito Manone, um, 30-year-old Italian goalkeeper, uh, was on the books at Arsenal kind of early in my Arsenal fandom. Um, he was a exciting youth prospect that never quite made the grade. As he was close, as but a, not as quite. As I recall, the only time he really got to play was when both Almunia and Fabianski were hurt. Yes, and... It was right around that time that Wojciech Szczesny was starting to come onto the scene as well. So the space for a exciting young keeper that needs Premier League minutes just never materialized for him. Ended up going to Sunderland, was okay there, but then got usurped by Costal Pentilamon. Then went to Reading. He was at Hull too, right? Um, he was on loan at Hull early in his Arsenal career. Okay. And Barns- Barnsley too, both in the championship. Yes. And... So, last year he got 41 games for Reading in the championship. This year he's had only six so far. So, I mean, this guy's coming in with a very high-level goaltending experience. I, I feel really great about this because he's our... I mean, I hope we're not going to see, okay, you guys, you got to now compete for the starting spot, and we see both players getting demoralized. Because there's no way Bobby takes this well. And I no, think no. You, you just let Vito take the starting spot. If he loses it, you know, you go from there. But that's it. I mean, I'm sorry, Bobby Shuttleworth. You are now not our first starting keeper. Like, every single year, Bobby Shuttleworth has not been meant to be the starting goalkeeper. He came in as our third well, keeper. Well, he, he came in as the second. He came. He was behind McLean, wasn't he? No. McLean was on the bench before Bobby was. Really? That's because Bobby yeah. wasn't on the team yet. <laughs> Like, no. Bobby's trade was, like, late in the preseason. As soon as the season started, Charlworth was on the bench. I, that's not how I remember it, but it doesn't matter. Alf Bouguet ain't here no more. McLean ain't here no more. Exactly. Uh, and Charlworth has done a great job, and we thank him for his service. And I hope he stays with this team, <clears> because <throat> I think you couldn't ask for a better guy. Uh, I suspect, though, that and he also, wants another year of being he, a primary starter. I don't think you can find that at this point. He's not going to. But also... I mean, well, there's a couple of teams out there that could probably use an upgrade. But look on the bright side, Bobby. The last time he's been on the pitch, the last times you ever know it's going to be broken. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah that I happened that's twice. The way he about it. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I mean, we... we we've got a great keeper in, in Manoni. I, I hope that he's able to give Sinclair some mm-hmm. advice yeah. the other thing that we saw at the unveiling is also Has- Hassani Dotson and uh, Chase Gaspar Gaspar and the uh, third dude are still with the team uh, well St. Clair did they have a, a no number? who was number 19 that was Madanier yeah Madden I think so the team yet and yeah, he like just showed up. Okay, cool. Yeah, his medical was apparently today. But we have we have these guys with the team, so it's kind of it's a good thing that um, they're still showing up because the sign that they get an MLS contract is pretty high. And probably spend the year in Madison, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some news from a former loon going to the Cosmos. Kevin Venegas signed with the New York Cosmos. I mean. 
we're not in the same division anymore, so I it's not completely dead to me. Oh, uh, it is the Cosmos, though. Yeah. 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 Well. <laughs> Good for him. Let's let's. I mean, good for him going to a team that gets fucked. They're not going to play in the Open Cup, so we'll never have to face him. So good, good on you, mate. You know, chill. Uh, one, two, two pieces of news: Mitchell Osman and Kevin Rodriguez are no longer with the Loons per Andy Greeter. Womp womp. So they are they are out of here. Expect them to sign for Austin Bold or some such soon. I, I think. That's just speculation on my part. But any other Loons news that we should be talking about? Oh yeah, by um, the way, Metanier. He's got a nice beard, a little goatee. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we traded away an international spot for, for 200000 in allocation money. That seems high. That, that seems really that high. That seems very high. I that mean, seems like where the trade market is going. We traded for 50000 last year, didn't we? Or we that was like 50, a partial year, but yeah. When, you know, with the values of players rising, it's only, it just follows that the value of non-player assets is also going up from Don Garber probably so you know uh, I hate these stupid trade league trades for like spots and league assets and stuff it's just uh, it's just like you know let teams have their international spot don't use them too bad can't trade them away I it's just uh, you know so MLS I'm fine with it 200,000 yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the I'll take money that. and run I'll take Garber it. bucks okay all right yeah. um, also there was a game and not just a game, a 120-minute game that resulted in zero goals on either side. Yeah, it was... Uh, the only thing I think we're talking about is that Fernando Calvo got sent off. Francisco Calvo <laughs> got sent off. Have some respect, Notch. Have some respect. On, put some respect on his name. And get it right. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. The only thing I think we're talking about with that game is that Francisco Calvo got sent off and got sent off pretty early. In the 39th minute? Yeah. For a bad tackle. No. Which, well, oh, oh no. no, that's right. It was after a tackle. He uh, went to Angelo. Like, yeah. Then he went to game between two players. I don't know what happened. There's no good angle of it. But he got sent off. He got sent Not off because in I think in blocking out some players from getting into bigger fights, he accidentally like forearmed somebody in the face. He probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> You're now invited back into the huddle at the city locker room. Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that happened. Completely forgettable game. That's it for the preseason, right? I mean, now it's all uh, no. Um, there's there's the Orlando going to Orlando. To yeah, play a couple few days. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I must have blocked that out. I try to do. I I, I muted Orlando anything yeah, on Twitter. It, <laughs> so. Yeah. The more that you can forget the existence of Orlando, I, the better. Honestly, you know, part of me is just like the preseason should be forgotten in terms of competitive res- or results because like you can't. Uh, Atlanta's lost their two preseason games so far. You know, like they lost. It's it's not. It, it's instructive to see whether or not players are playing well. But it's not instructive from a results perspective. Bashim Kadri, twenty seventeen preseason champion, is all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but also we haven't scored since you played Tucson. Yeah, which is concerning. Yeah. Also, I don't care, but also it's concerning. Yeah, like the only the only first team goals that have happened so far have been Rasmus Schuler played out of position. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you know. I anyway, we'll see. We'll see how this Orlando tournament shows us. And um, with that, it's probably time for us to take a quick break. We'll return with MLS other stuff soon. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. As Colin just pointed out before we came back, we have the entire world to talk about. Minus Minnesota. I didn't say it that dramatically. No, you, you did that. You went, you went I'm going to be dramatic, and then said that same the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a little teapot school of acting. That's you, Colin. No, you're a good actor. I like having you on sketches. I like having you on sketches, too. I like having Nick on sketches. He's, he's not here. You don't have to say yeah, it. Yeah, you know. seriously. He's, I was, I was just probably not going to listen anyway. Like, <laughs> I was just going to make a crack about the fact that I'm stout. I'm not necessarily short, though. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's a fat joke about myself. I was trying to make some sort of stout beer reference, but uh, I, could, I didn't get there. It's a time of year. Hey, let's get to a segment that we call The Championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS, and exclude any talk of USL's The Championship. Because I'm funny like that. Yeah. I, 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 God, I don't know if anyone got the... This is stupid. I should not be pointing out jokes that are meant to be subtle, but I have to say, I don't know if anyone got that whole plumbing section joke in the Arthur Blank sketch. That was I, ref- I got that's the a reference shit to Home Depot. Yes. Like that's that's you know, I, I try whenever I write stuff to throw in little references like that. Like that the 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 satire piece about Ozzy Alonso being Australian has a few things little th- there's some very obvious things, but there's some very small things in there as well. I just, I don't know if anyone ever gets those little jokes, but that's, that's what, that's, this is why I live. I live for the fact that two United fans has like six people in it right now. You know, it's, it's, it sustains me guys. Hey, speaking of jokes, um, this next part in our notes is, uh, much more of a downer. Uh, Fernando Clavijo passed away, uh, this weekend. Longtime legend of American soccer, um, most recently technical director at FC Dallas, really has been at the forefront of developing young players. It's part of the reason that every single FC Dallas Academy product is now playing in Germany. He is uh, also a Hall of Fame inductee as of last year. And, um, yeah, dude, dude has, has managed teams like the Rapids, Miami FC. Um, he was a manager of the Haitian national team, the New England Revolution. Uh, played for the United States up until 1994. So, yep, was know. in the 94 World Cup. Just it, one of the big giants of the game and also seemingly somebody that was just hell-bent for leather to get young players advanced as quickly as possible yeah so uh rest in peace mr clavijo you and your influence on this game will be missed hey let's uh talk about some signings for the mls uh off season so far philly has signed marco fabian big the first i mean this is probably philly's first big big signing right and they announced it at like five o'clock Eastern time on a Friday. Hey, they'll figure this out soon. Don't worry. <laughs> no, about they it. won't. At least, at this least is, they, this is Philadelphia. At least they didn't make on, you drive man. to the Mall of America in a snowstorm. Okay, that's actually where they announced it. 
Yeah, they, they really. They're like, Minnesota's doing a big event there on Sunday. We should do it on Friday. We'll, we'll undercut them, and then no one showed up. Just like, what's going on? Why are there people with snakes on their shirts? What's happening? I mean, people were still. Are they Slytherin? Are they? I don't did it. People were doing that with Minnesota United, and they were like Minnesotan Minnesotans. They're like, the hell is this? Well, okay. they're dumb, and I don't like them. <laughs> okay, so so Marco Fabian, twenty nine year old midfielder. Uh, Mexican national team. Signed from Frankfurt. Yep. Correct? Yeah. Uh, played in Germany for a while. Um, this is a good move for Philadelphia. Did a solid Mexican international, which isn't really seen that much in MLS. I mean, this this is a dude who, like, he is, like, legitimately famous. Yeah. In, in like, L3 circles. So, like, people are going to show up just to watch this guy. <clears throat> And th- this is like a Zlatan level signing, in my opinion. Uh, maybe like okay, you know, in a more targeted segment, but he has that kind of popularity in that segment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the problem with that level of popularity is that there's also the level of skepticism about his injury history. So. Yeah, but I mean, this is dude's always hurt. We he will be see. he will we be fantastic see. for twenty games. I'm trying to be a little optimistic. Optimism, Captain Flock's face from Enterprise. Anyone get Star Trek Enterprise? I references? don't know. Oh, I never watched no. it. Okay. Yeah, you're alone. No. This one, that, that referenced it as well as my point. Okay, uh, <clears throat> Toronto though have signed Terrence Boyd. Okay, optimism, Captain. No injuries here. No, don't no. don't look at him. No, don't don't Another look at him. one from his Germany. He was in the lower lead. That's the yeah, one lead, correct? I believe so. I'll say Darmstadt. Yes, that's who were in the top division. Once upon a time, years ago, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is another one of the guys that uh, was in was in the U.S. setup in the early 2010s. Yep, and has kind of fallen out of favor uh, for a variety of reasons. And uh, big signing, now big signing. Yeah, it's underwhelming. Yeah, it's not a big signing. He's a striker. you know? He's, he's going to be depth for Josie Altidore, who might spend part of the season with the national team. You know, it's, also, he's, he's likely to get playing time. So Also, Altidore has been making noises about leaving. So this is... Which, well, I wouldn't blame him yeah. with Gio leaving. Right. So so it, it, there's a variety of reasons for this. Um, we'll, we'll see. Yep. Um, Vancouver signed both um, center back Eric Godoy and striker Joaquin Ardias. Ardias is on a young DP contract, comes over from the Swiss leagues. Everybody's favorite rapper, young DP. He he facilitates so many of these contracts, you know. Like it's uh although I, I hear young DP might actually be British. That would be uh That'd be something. <laughs> often, young DP is often foreign, you know, as well. Yeah. 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 There's often rumors, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that pain no, I, 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 I liked yeah, it. I enjoyed it. I, I'm just I'm just glad for his sake that since he's going to be playing in Vancouver, he probably won't get picked up by ice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty icy. Oh, I did it. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Cruz left back, Columbus's left back, Milton Valenzuela is out 9 to 12 months after tearing his ACL in training. This is pretty much the worst thing that could possibly happen to a young player. I feel bad. Uh, I did make a Venezuela joke about him already on Twitter, so I'm not going to do that here. <laughs> and uh, uh, speaking of jokes, the Galaxy are building a statue of David Beckham. What? Why? 
he's an owner of a different team. It's just real awkward in your Miami. Seriously, real awkward. You know who they should build a statue of? Probably Lennon Donovan, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I want an American Michael Jackson soccer. You know, I've statue seen that for statue. no very reason. I've seen that statue in person. It's at the Football History Museum in Manchester because it was actually removed from Fulham after that team was sold. Yep. Uh, and it, it's at it's at the Football History Museum. And uh, I'm very confused. We're we talking about Michael Jackson, like yes. Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. Yes. Like, so Muhammad Al Fayed, owner of Harrods, uh, also father of Dodi Al Fayed, who died with Princess Di in the car. And, Paris. Yeah. Anyway, that Al-Fayed, he used to own Fulham. And he was great friends with Michael Jackson. After Jackson died, he built a statue of Michael Jackson to put outside Craven Cottage. And it sat there until the team was sold. That's weird. It, it was, was so that's weird. Really weird. It was it, the weirdest statue ever. Yeah, it was very strange. So anyway, Galaxy are going to have their own version. Uh, I, I actually think that they should, if they want a statue, you should probably, I mean, honestly, be Bruce Arena. Yeah. Yeah, probably Bruce happened. Arena. I'd still stand by Lennon Donovan. Yeah. I mean... How about Siggy Schmid? Sure. Yeah. So, I, I, I think... Somebody that, who's not going to be playing against you in the league. I mean, like, if... I also, I also wasn't here for... He was here for, what, three, four years? Let Manchester United build a statue of Beckham, then maybe you build your statue of Beckham. You know, it's like... It's just odd. Wait. Actually, this is in... Outside of Audi Field, they're building a statue of Wayne Rooney. I mean, sure. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, got no one else to build a statue. Okay. Oh, um, also breaking. Um, it appears as though in transit, uh, that statue has actually been arrested at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we have a few new jerseys that have dropped. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone that you want to talk about. What I want to talk about is Dallas's social media. Yeah. Kids oh. that released, they released. I hope they do the taco one. I want that taco jersey so, so much. So if you haven't gone to FC Dallas's Twitter feed, basically they they, sh- they had a video of several players being brought into an office and being shown, quote unquote, the next away jersey. And they had one of a cow, like a silhouette of a cowboy, another one with like a cartoon angry uh, bull, an angry steer, and then another one with like, uh, like the stylized taco cactus and other stuff it's hilarious and honestly any one of these jerseys except me the bull one the, the the cowboy one and the taco one are both absolutely amazing yes uh and so like i would actually buy that cowboy jersey kudos to fc dallas's social team and this is the kind of merch we like fc cincinnati about an hour ago released their inaugural kits their away jersey is literally a white jersey with a subtle pattern although probably less subtle than ours i did see on their um on their twitter feed by the way they learned from us and they've kind of darkened some of the photos to make the pattern more obvious to see (laughs) but anyway their their away kit is a white kit what do you guys think of their home kit it's fine yeah it's vertical stripes like a glitch kind of thing going on it's basically the same thing that it's kind of similar to the new montreal kit yeah somewhat um i mean obviously the colors are different um again but also adidas has zero fresh ideas home tits are all vertical stripes away tits are all white 
I, I mean, I will say, unlike Minnesota United in their inaugural year, it looks like all parts of this jersey have the same color. Like, you remember the three shades of gray that we were dealing with in the same yeah. jersey? It 40, 47 yeah. short. Yeah. <laughs> so close. So it doesn't have that problem. Uh, any other kits that have... That SKC released a glitch uh, kit? I mean, the Cincinnati away kit. Did we talk about that one already? Yeah. Yes, we okay, did. Okay, sorry. I was, I was, wait, you don't listen to this afterwards? You don't listen to it while we're recording? I was what voting the for the taco kit on the FC Dallas Twitter page. <laughs> That's I was do. doing my democratic duty. That's what we do when we're when we're in here. We just uh, do that. Uh, go on FC Dallas' Twitter while we're recording. Hey, uh, no lower leagues new significance, so let's just talk very briefly about what we do know. The NPSL Founders Cup has been announced <clears> as... Um, Plays, beginning play on August. I believe it's August 10th yes. of this year. August 10th, and the West Division, I believe, starts August 24th. I believe that uh, the teams, until August, they're going to play a, a, a abbreviated schedule. This is basically NPSL Pro. If you yes. want to. And they're going to be playing an abbreviated schedule August and November this year before a full schedule next year in 2020. The teams are expected, uh, with the exception of the Milwaukee Torrent, to play the NPSL regular season in the meantime. So they're not just going to be sitting... You know, doing nothing. And Caleb, I the, lean back. This is this is the yawn episode, man. I'm so sorry. I lean back. I don't know what I'm doing. I thought the yawn episode was when we actually signed Gregus instead of just lambasted him for his interview skills. <laughs> Uh, okay, any other lower league news that you guys have got so far? Um, the Green Bay Voyagers oh, name yeah. and. She'll dropped and it is beautiful. This is a USL League Two team. This is, of course, the former PDL. Yep. Uh, that is going to be playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Did you guys know Peter Wilt was involved with the second team? I didn't. Yes, I, I, I followed Peter Wilt to the ends of the earth. Like, of course, I knew about this. I mean, I love the man, but I just, I guess, I don't follow his Twitter closely enough. And what uh, do I do all day rather than work? I sit on Twitter. I see Peter Wilt do 10,000 things a day. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's got a good life, I think. Two, two teams in Wisconsin. That's that's pretty satisfying. Yeah, I but think. they're in Wisconsin. Hey. <laughs> I'm from there. I can say that. Okay. okay. It's fine. Hey, speaking of uh, other places, Nippon is off in India for a little while. So Very when, cool. when he returns, which will be, I believe, two weeks from now, we will bring you his thoughts on the lower leagues at that point. All right, uh, there was a small bit of uh, U.S. men's national team news in that some, some, which again, we don't need to go into the whole segment and all that. But I will say that some quotes from players about Bearhalter came out. Uh, I think the most prescient quote was from Lechet saying, we have, I've, a lot of us have never been coached like this before. So good things, good things. I think actually the best one that I saw was from Georgi Mihailovic, which basically said, if you don't fit the system come back when you fit the system like it there's a very clear identity that burhalter wants to establish good stuff all right let's now move into a segment that we call they call it football every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations they might have come up with the word but the english don't call it soccer and in this segment we talk about football from the united kingdom uh match city Smashed Chelsea six nil. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. It was, That's great. Just like great. A, it was like a foot to. I mean, you're one to talk to Arsenal what? last week. Jesus, we need some help from the other big boys by us. I feel like I should Sorry, go man. go back to our episode where we talked about Sari being hired and all the quotes about Sari ball and Napoli and stuff, and and play it right now. Um, 
I mean, I, if that's what I would do if if I had some time. Like that entire game, Chelsea just looked like they had smokers' lungs. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I and loved... also after Man City was done with them, I'm sure Sorry needed a cigarette. Oh, for sure, he walked off without shaking Pep's hand, which Pep was understanding of. And you know, if you got smashed six 0 like hey, take it, you don't you don't judge the that coach for walking away. No, you know? I mean I, wouldn't. I, I was trying to say that Chelsea got fucked yeah. in yeah. that game. I knew what you were going for. It's so yeah. He he's he's his system isn't working. Questions being asked about the Chelsea players and their influence. Uh, old Mourinho quotes being dredged up about how managers are not trusted at Chelsea as the players who run the show. Uh, in that kind of situation, you have to ask why the fuck was Sari brought in, who's got a very specific style of play that he wants his players to play, and he's not gonna like adapt to the players. If you've got a player on dressing room, just put like you know, Big Sham or like but, you know, Ari in I mean, there, who's just gonna honestly, let players do whatever he, they want. He needs the players. He yeah. doesn't have them yet. Putting His, putting Carlo Ancelotti. That's the exact manager that you want for a player run dressing room. He's he's not coming back, yo. They fired him after I, he I put know. them into second place I and know. won the Champions League. Like, but you're you're implying that Chelsea's management treatment makes sense. Well, this will keep happening because the managers need time to get their system into place and the players that fit that system to get on their team. It's not going to happen in one off season. And the way Chelsea's been treating their managers, it's a very short leash. They haven't given that time. I think Conte was lucky to win in his first season. Then they gave him the boots right after that because he lost the dressing room. Sorry's lost the dressing room, it seems like. And, and reports bit- say that Conte was let go right after he wanted to get rid of about half the players of that team. Which, honestly, could, should probably happen and probably will happen. Um, if they're not in Europe, in the, rather the Champions League again, Hazard's gone. Conte's gone. Um Nindola Conte, the player, not, not Antonio Conte, the coach, obviously. Um, I mean, to that Antonio Conte is still going to be gone. But <laughs> Willian probably out of there. I think Giroud's going to leave. I don't, don't see him. Giroud back to Arsenal. Giroud back to Arsenal. Here, here's a quote from a Guardian article. Asked if he feared his losing his job. Sorry said, I don't know, before admitting, quote, my job is always at risk, unquote. A situation that is hardly helped. Hardly likely to be helped by what Sari went on to say at Sky to Sky Sports Italia. Quote, if the president, Roman Ibrahimovic, calls, I'll be happy, seeing as I never hear from him. To be honest, I don't know what to expect. Unquote. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, he's out of there. It's yeah. over. Also, yeah. I, I didn't realize Latan had a brother. He is going to have some problem with Britain's new issues with Russia. And there's been rumors of him and how much his interest is continuing in Chelsea and whether he's started paying a lot less attention than he used to and which might translate into a lot less money. So this might be kind of a cronky Arsenal type situation, which is just allowed to devolve. Who knows? Uh, couldn't happen to a better club? Uh, no. It's, it's, uh, no comment. No comment. Yes, Taylor is a big Chelsea fan. This is true. Huddersfield played Arsenal. Arsenal beat him 2-1. Two first half goals, but Arsenal did not look that great in this game, and yet they still won. However, say Kalashinak lets in an own goal in the 94th minute, as Arsenal are about to keep their first away clean sheet of the season. Oh no. Now, 
I wanted Kalashinak on my team for years before Arsenal signed him. I should not be allowed to judge players, apparently. Like, I don't know what what happened. It makes me sad. Uh, Emery Speaking happened. Of, he was, no, Kalashinak was also bad under Wenger. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of things making me sad, Aaron Ramsey is going to Juventus on a free transfer. Announced that he signed a free contract today. For highest paid Britain British player. Yeah. Yeah. Four hundred thousand pounds a week. This transfer market is is absurd. I mean, I I don't know what's happening. All I can think of is that there's some sort of global money laundering happening. Because it, it doesn't make any sense how much I mean, Ramsey's going for. I mean, if if you're not paying a transfer fee for him, you can devote, like, the $20 million that yeah. you would put into his transfer. Sure. And yeah, just pay I can him. see that. Which is, I mean, the fact that Arsenal isn't getting a transfer fee on Aaron freaking Ramsey. And they probably won't do one for Ozil either. Yeah, he's nope. been there. Uh, Ramsey has been at the club for how long? Oh, Since he was eight. Yeah. No, not What's that it? long. He he came from Cardiff when he was oh, like sixteen. Right. Okay, yeah, he's Welsh. Yeah, that's right. But still, yeah. But that iconic photo of Arsene Wenger signing a bunch of British players to extensions. The only one that's still at the club is Carl Jenkinson, and it includes Ramsey, Alex Oxley, Chamberlain, Theo Walcott. <laughs> yeah, so Jack Wilshere, I believe, was in that photo as well. Yes, he yeah. was. All right, Liverpool played Bournemouth. The game ended 3-0. <clears throat> Salah's slump sadly continues, and sadly not for him, but for everybody else. So. Yeah, he only, he only had one goal in this game. It's crazy. Um, Bomb. Mane is 4-4. Four four. Um, Gino Nolan's goal was amazing, and when Firmino, Firmino plays in the middle, they play a lot better going forward. And when Salah's in the middle, it kind of throws Firmino off his game. Firmino's not scoring a lot this year, but he has provided some... Good assists and some good lint up play. Genie Wijnaldum, he, he he performs so well that he almost shit himself. Literally, this is a flu game for him. Literally, like a, stom- a stomach flu game for him. Yeah, yeah. He um had a bad reaction to some medication, and it apparently wreaked havoc on his digestive system. And he still scored an amazing goal. Yeah, and he made it into the locker room at halftime to the toilet and didn't make a mess. So good for him. Okay, I'm going to move swiftly on from that to say that the title fight is now basically a fight of who blinks first. And uh, we shall see what happens. Also, speaking of shit, uh, Spurs 3-1 over Leicester. There it is. Vardy scored, but uh, some comments he had made on the TV preventing him from (coughs) playing the entire game because his manager was a little mad at him. And then he called him... What did he call him? Something the... Was it a dickhead? Yep. Yeah, that was a, something to that extent. So Sounds like Jamie Vardy. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last thing that we need to talk about is the fact that Emiliano Salas remains were identified as those pulled from the plane. So he has been conclusively, uh, he has passed away, which um, I'm, I'm, it brings a measure of peace to the family, which is all you can really expect from a situation that sucks as much as this one. Hopefully the pilot's family is able to find um similar piece as well 
um some sordid scenes with the financial dealings on that but i'm not going to talk about them here because you can go google them if you so please uh one despicable incident that did occur was that southampton played cardiff thankfully they lost because 2-1 because some southampton fans uh, were two, two were making mocking gestures and a reminder to football fans if someone dies don't don't use that as banter that's typically bad i mean the best part of it though is the fact that by beating southampton cardiff leapfrogged them and put southampton into the relegation zone and the way cardiff won that game that shot was slower than molasses on a cold day all right Okay, let's I have move. Nothing else. I'm sorry. Let's move into a segment we call "They Don't Call It Soccer in Brackets." Some do, though. But we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, uh, something we haven't actually talked about on the pod before: Hakim Al Arabi, a Bahrainian footballer who was a who has sought asylum in Australia. Uh, he had been persecuted in Bahrain. I'm unclear on exactly what his the reason that he was accused of a crime, but he was basically accused for attacking a police station while he was actually on TV playing a game. Like, that's how dumb the, the charge against him was. So he had fled to Australia. Uh, there was an Interpol call on him out from Bahrain. So he had when he went on a honeymoon to Thailand uh, with his uh, bride, he had been in- intercepted and jailed pending extradition to Bahrain. Uh, Craig Foster, a... Australian soccer player had been leading an international campaign that had been endorsed by several leading figures around the sport uh, to to free Hakim and and to force the Thai authorities to let him go and return to Australia. And by the way, he's Hakim has also been playing uh, lower division soccer in Australia this whole time. Uh, this this week, Bahrain finally dropped the call for his extradition. The Thai authorities let him go, and he has returned to Australia. Uh, shocking situation all around. All we can kind of celebrate is the fact that he was indeed freed. The conditions in which he was held though were despicable. And so um, some recovery for this man who has already had to suffer quite a bit in his life so far. All right. Who wants to talk about more soccer now? Uh, um, Positive Colin? stuff. Colin, you want to know um, this one? Yeah, looking to La Liga, uh, we had the Madrid derby this weekend. Atletico lost 3-1 to Real Madrid at home, no less. Um, Real fans, I mean, it, I understand why you would throw rats at Thibaut Courtois. Atletico made his career. Granted, he was on loan there. Yeah. Uh, during his early, like, playing days. Uh, from Chelsea, right? Was from Chelsea? Who, who, um, who? or no, wasn't, I thought it was that Chelsea signed him after he had blown up at Atletico. So he was, he, his, his youth club was actually Genk. He moved from Genk to Chelsea in 2011. And then from 2011 to 2014, he was at Atletico Madrid, where he basically exploded. Chelsea got him back. He insisted on a transfer this year and ended up at Real. And so that's why Atletico Madrid threw Ikea stuff rats onto the pitch at him. At least it wasn't a pig's head like Figo was treated to at Barcelona. And also, those Ikea rats are adorable. Like, have you have you been I, to Ikea lately? No, I haven't. Oh, they are so cute. Okay, I might go get one. Uh, Sevilla played Ibar 2-2 for the former insurgents in La Liga. And then Bilbao 0-0 draw against Barcelona. 
Leo Messi continues to play despite the kind of talk that maybe he got a knock a couple of games ago and maybe should be sitting it out. Bundesliga. Man, Bundesliga is like full of surprises. The most exciting league in Europe. Seriously. Dortmund this week uh, managing to throw away a 3-0 lead against Hoffenheim. In the 66th minute. <laughs> they were 3-0 up. And they threw it away. Incredible. And this is, of course, the league leaders. Hoffenheim are who we thought they were. And then last and Dortmund let them off the hook. Who did we think they were? Um, yeah. A, a team that has <laughs> decent players and is coached by Julian Nagelsmann. Oh, you're right. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah. Their name vaguely sounds like Hasselhoff. Anyway, uh, Bayern, also, by the way, last week, if you remember, we were like, oh, McGladbach, tip Fedora to them. They're in second place now. <laughs> Turns out they just lost 3-0 to Hertha, Berlin. Whoops. And uh, Solomon, Solomon Kalou. Man, when he turned up on the screen and scored, I was like, man, that guy still exists. That's great. I love him in the Jungle Book. <laughs> Kalu? <laughs> Kalu. Kalu. <laughs> Former Chelsea player. He scored the opener in this game. And this is the first home loss for McGladbach to Fedora and Sadness uh, this year. 2019. Something about the Stacey's gang taken by the Chads. Uh, yeah. Byron beat Schalke 3-1 That was an incel joke Byron beat Schalke 3-1 And uh, They are now in second place With 45 points Dortmund in first with 50 McGladbach in third with 42 Robert Lewandowski had a Robert Lewandowski game by the way, we should also talk about the relegation battle in Bundesliga. I don't think we've talked about the fact uh, on this podcast that the 16th place, the third from last in Bundesliga, actually has a playoff against the third place team from two Bundesliga yep. to decide who ends up in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the last two teams are, are automatically relegated. At the moment, Stuttgart is in 16th, third Sorry, from bottom, Shane. with 15 Hanover 96, 14, with 14 points, is in the second from bottom. And Nuremberg, with 12 points, is final from bottom. This is particularly interesting because this week, Hanover beat Nuremberg 2-0. This is the first win for Hanover 96's new coach, Thomas Dahl. Uh, and Nuremberg got a red early on in this game for a pretty bad tackle. So that kind of led to this result. And it's Hanover 96's first home goal in 521 minutes. Caleb, you remarked on why how the stadium seemed kind of empty. That might be why. Yeah, I mean, very, I, I, I would go. I'd still go. Yeah, so uh, Stuttgart lost to, lost to Fortuna Düsseldorf 3-0, which of course then put them one one point with from Hanover 96. And Augsburg lost 3-0 to Werder Bremen, which has put them in... Fourth from bottom with 18. So it goes 18, 15, 14, 12. That's going to be pretty crazy going into the end of the season. Uh, some stuff happened in the league, uh, but I think the big news here is that PSG face Manchester United t- tomorrow with Neymar and Cavani likely to be out for this game. Neymar for sure out. Cavani is more of a question mark, but probably will be out. Insane, insane. Man, it's almost like they shouldn't have loaned out Tim Way at a Celtic. Ooh. Man, so they should have spent money on defenders instead of all their attackers. <laughs> Got Lucho Acosta. <laughs> Where the hell does that 1.5 million look now? Anyway. Uh, let's talk about Serie A briefly. Yeah, that's all it needs. Yeah. Um, 3-0 win for Juve over Sassuolo, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Goal, assist, and rebound that led to a goal. 
Also, he kicked uh, so the ball straight into Tony Cruz's face. No, uh, not Tony Cruz. It was uh, the, he didn't play on any of those teams. It was Samir, uh, Sammy Kadira. Sammy Kadira. And he was a key player who <laughs> plays <laughs> like, for the German Cruz national team. Play for- <laughs> Cruz <laughs> plays for uh, Real Madrid, right? Yeah. 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 He used to be. He used to be Ronaldo's teammate. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, <laughs> I made the association. I always get Cruz and uh, Robert Mueller mixed up. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always confuse Thomas Mueller with Tom, yeah. Bob Mueller. Okay. But all right. Um. So Fiorentina. Uh, Died Napoli nil nil and yep. uh, yeah I think that's the end of our show I, I don't, yeah, that's about it yeah. yeah no confessions this week we shall return with more of those next week for you uh, can you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter I'm at Taylson716 also right for this website to United fans and also 551 uh, Complete Darkness is available for, available for pre-order so check that out pre-order that book it's great I wrote some game recaps for it uh, you can find me at the attachment on Twitter. You can find my writing at both twounitedfans.com and e pluribus lunum. Haven't written much for either site lately, but um, have a couple of irons in the fire. You can find me at TWO United Fans and at Lockstock Spock. Also, you can find us and everything we do at twounitedfans.com. A lot of great satire on there, a lot of great opinion on there we're starting to populate the site with a lot of good stuff so go check it out we call it soccer is usually produced not this week because he's out but usually produced by nick rodriguez whose views on soccer and politics can be found at nick rodriguez on twitter please tell your friends to listen to this podcast we would really like to have more listeners and more people checking out our website and you can subscribe to us of course on fine podcast providers everywhere and with that we bid you adieu for another seven days see you next week see you next week